Well, good morning. I'm glad to be here with you today. Are y'all glad to be here today? Yes. Let me ask you a question. Have any of you thought about Jesus today? You have? Excellent. How about you adults? Any of y'all think about Jesus? Or you just had a whole lot going on this morning to get everyone here? We need to think about Jesus every day. Thank you for reading. Had a, had a good reading here out of the book of Joshua. Y'all know who Joshua was? Joshua was the guy who took over after Moses. Now, Moses is probably the most famous leader of Israel there ever was. Maybe King David is right up there with him. But Moses and King David are, are tops. And so, when Joshua took over, I mean, Israel had been led by this incredible leader. Moses was a guy, the man says, was mighty in word and in deed. Can you imagine the courage it would take to be an 80-year-old man and come out of the desert and look at Pharaoh, who was the most powerful man in the world, and say, you're going to let your slaves go because my God said so. That'd take a lot of courage, wouldn't it? He had tremendous courage and he had tremendous faith in God. He was just an incredible leader. But when he got old, he got pretty convinced that he was the best leader there ever was. He believed in himself. He believed in God, but he also believed in himself. And, you know, some of us who are adults have at times had the opportunity to be in charge of a group of people who didn't really want us in charge, right? Uh, you youngins, someday you'll get that chance. And you know what happens when you're the leader and people don't like what you're doing? Do you know what they do? They complain and they gripe and they bellyache. You all know the word bellyache? You all say that? They bellyache, they moan, they, oh, I can't believe that, I don't want to do that. Well, you know what? Israel did that to Moses. Israel would serve God for a little while while Moses was leading them, and then they'd get, to, they'd get somewhere and things were hard, and they go, you know what I hate about this? I hate that we don't have enough food, or we don't have enough water, or I hate that we got to fight these enemies. Or, and they were always moaning and crying and belly aching and griping. And God hated it. And Moses hated it. And one time they come to this place and they don't have enough water. Now, that would be a big problem, wouldn't it, if you didn't have enough water? I mean, you don't gripe about not having enough water, do you? Because you've got enough water, don't you? your house. You might gripe about having to do your chores or having to make your bed or something like that. They griped about not having enough water. I would think if there was anything worthy of griping about, it'd be not having enough water, right? And they griped and Moses goes to God and he says, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, there's this big rock here and I want you to come out and just talk to the rock and the rock will just break open and water will just gush out of the rock. And Moses walked out there and he looked at them and he was just so disgusted. And he said, you rebels. Because he was tired of them griping at him all the time. He said, you rebels, must we fetch water for you? That means, do you want us to get you water? Do we have to take care of you again? Now, who's going to bring water? Was it Moses 
Or was it God? It was God. But Moses was talking like it was him, right? And he had a rod in his hand, and he took it and he whacked on that rock. Now, God had told him to do what? To talk to the rock, right? This time he hit it. And do you think God opened it up and gave him water when Moses hit it? He did. God went ahead and gave water to his people. But then he told Moses, he said, Moses... Because you didn't believe me enough to sanctify me in the eyes of the people, you're not going to get to go to the promised land. Now, what that means is this. You took credit for getting water for these people, and it wasn't you. Because he said, must we fetch water for you? That's me and Aaron and the Lord. We're going to do this for you. And it really wasn't him. He didn't have anything to do with it. God had everything to do with it. And he didn't give God the credit. He didn't give God the glory. And because of that, God told him, he said, you're not going to go into the promised land. Now, I want you to think about Moses. He spent his whole life trying to take these people to the promised land. And we got right down to the end. He didn't get to go in. Because he didn't give God his credit. He tried to take the credit of God. But when Moses was 120 years old, he went up on the mountain and Moses died on this mountain. And the Bible says that God buried him. Okay, now we just read here at the end of this about other people dying. And like they took the bones of of Joseph that they brought out of Egypt and they buried them. But God buried Moses. And when God buried Moses, guess who took over? Well, it was this guy, Joshua. It's hard to take over after somebody who's been a great leader. That's really, really tough to do. I mean, if you've ever been around a situation where people really follow one guy and then somebody else steps in when that guy's gone, it's, it's very difficult to do. And you know what Joshua's job was? Any idea what his job was? Are there markers up here? On the podium. Ah, there are markers. Okay. That's the Mediterranean Sea. That's the Jordan River. Egypt is down here. And they'd come out of of Egypt and they'd wandered around out here in the wilderness because it's just a big desert. They wandered around out there until Moses dies and then Joshua takes over. And Joshua's job is to lead this nation of Israel, these, all these a million, two million people, however many there were, and they were supposed to go in and capture all of this area. They were supposed to fight wars. And there were people who lived in that area, but they were wicked people, bad, bad people. They would feed their, children, their babies to alligators to worship the gods of the alligators. They would burn their children. They did terrible, terrible, terrible things. And God said, they're wicked. I want you to run them all out. I want you to get rid of all of them. And so Joshua's job as a leader was to take these people and bring them in and make them fight and help them win these battles. And I want you to know Joshua was good at what he did. Do y'all remember the story of Jericho? Some of you, do y'all sing that song, The Walls of Jericho Fall Down? Okay, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and he went in the night before he fought this battle. He went to the city just to look at it. 
And he saw an angel. It was a soldier angel. And he said to this angel, he said, Are you on our side or are you on their side? Are you for me or are you against me? And he said, If you'll do what God says, we'll be for you. And Joshua says, Okay, I'll do what God says. And God told him, Go march around the city. And then you just go back to camp. And the next day, go march around the city and go back to camp. And the next day, march around the city. They did that for six days. And the seventh day, he said, march around the city seven times. And at the end of that seventh time, you stomp your feet and yell and blow your horns and make lots of noise. And when you do, the walls are just going to crumble. Wouldn't that be cool to see? Wouldn't that be amazing? You know what happened after the walls crumbled? The soldiers went in, they fought a battle, and they destroyed all the wicked people. And then they went to the next place and they fought a battle, and they destroyed them. And they went to the next place and fought a battle, and they destroyed them. And they went to the next place to fight a battle, and they lost. They lost. you know why they lost? They lost because in the previous battle, somebody had stolen some stuff and hid it in his tent. And God told him, he said, you're going in there to run those people out, not to get all of their stuff. You're not just stealing stuff from them. You're going in there to run them out because they're wicked. And so Joshua found out who had taken the stuff, and they got that straightened out. And then they went on, and you know, they didn't lose, and 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 they didn't lose. They won every battle, battle after battle after battle after battle. But you know what happened to Joshua through the years? Same thing that's happened to me. I can remember, oh man, how long ago was it I met you, Craig or Carrie? How long ago was that? That's like early 1980s, mid-1980s. We were young like you are. We were young guys. In fact... Craig was married when I met him. Carrie wasn't even married when I met him. That's been a long time ago. And you know what happened to us through these years? We got old. Y'all think I'm old? We've got some this and some this and some going, eh, I don't really want to answer that. <laughs> I am 56 years old. Does that sound old? No? Some of you, yes. Some days it seems really old to me. Other days I seem like I feel like I'm as young as you are. But what happened to me in getting old happened to Joshua. Joshua got old. And when he got old, he was concerned about the people of God. This nation of Israel, he gone in and they fought all these battles and they'd taken all of this land and they had established themselves as this nation instead of just a bunch of wandering Jews. And they'd established themselves as a, as a powerful nation in, the, in that part of the world. But you know what Joshua knew is he knew that when, when things start getting better, when things start getting easier, people quit serving God so much. You know, before they went into the wilderness or into the land of promise here in Canaan, God told them something. He said, You know what's going to happen when you go into Israel or into Canaan? 
you're going to get to where you're, you're successful and you're powerful and you're going to forget about me. Because while they wandered around out in the wilderness, you know what happened to their shoes? I've got on a pair of tennis shoes right here. My wife bought these just not long ago. That's why they still look kind of new. You know what's going to happen if I wear these for two or three years? You know what happens to shoes when you wear them two or three years? Can you imagine wearing the same pair of shoes for 40 years? Out in the wilderness, they couldn't go to Walmart and get shoes. There wasn't any Walmart or Payless shoe store. Oh, there's no, is there any more Payless? They're about gone, aren't they? Okay. You couldn't go get new shoes. So you know what? God did a miracle and their shoes didn't wear out. And their clothes didn't wear out. Every morning, you know where they got their food? Every morning, God did a miracle and He made manna. That's right, you know. He made manna appear on the ground. Every morning. But you know, once they got in the promised land... Well, they, they can grow crops now and they can have businesses and they can make money. And if they need new shoes, they can just go buy new shoes. And guess what they forgot? They forgot they needed God. They thought they could do it themselves. They could be a satisfactory themselves. But you know, that didn't happen immediately after they moved in there. It took a while. And you know why it took a while? That's what really this passage is about. Mo, or not Moses, Joshua, when he got old and was about to die, he was worried about the people of God. And I, I know this. You guys here are really, really blessed to have good elders, aren't you? Do you all know that? And I know as old as Craig and Carrie seem, they've still got a little living to do. And when they get to their deathbed, I know they're going to miss their family. They're going to talk to their family and all. But I also know this about them. They're going to care about this church. Right? I mean to their deathbed. They're going to care about this church. And they're going to be concerned that 50 years after they're dead, there's still a church here. Right? And a church that's serving God and doing what's right. And when I say here, I don't necessarily mean on this piece of property, but here in Amarillo. They'll be worried about that. You know, that's the way Joshua was. He was worried about Israel. He wanted them to do what was right. So he called them all together and he said one of the most famous things that's ever been said. It's hanging on the wall. I bet some of you in your house have this hanging on the wall. He said, you choose you this day who you'll serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Any of y'all ever seen that hanging on? on someone's wall or maybe at your house, okay? You've seen that, right? Very famous statement. What he says is this, you need to choose now who you're going to serve because I'm serving God and my family is going to serve God. And if you're going with us, you're going to serve God. And you know what? The people got excited and the people got motivated. And they said, we are going to serve God. And he said, I want you to know, if you start serving Him and then you quit, He's going to quit blessing you and He's going to curse you. You have to stay with Him. You can't start and then stop. you got to get in there and you got to go and you got to never quit if you're going to serve God. And they said, we'll never quit. He said, you've got to mean it. You got to serve God. You can't ever, ever, ever stop. You got to serve God. And they said, We'll serve God. We'll do it. 
And he said, you be a witness against yourself this day. You have said that you'll serve God, right? I said, yes, we're a witness that we have said we will serve God. He said, all right. Then he died. And you know what they did? You know what Israel did after he died? Look at what the verse says that was read. Verse 31. Get your Bibles and look at it. Verse 31. It says, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. You know what that says? That says, as long as Joshua lived, the people who followed him served God. And not just that, but everyone who had known Joshua, who worked with Joshua, who saw all the great things God did during the life of Joshua, all those old elders, all those men who had lived with him, Israel served God all their lives too. Now, this week is about Influence and company, bad company, right? This is good company right here. And I wanted to tell you this story because as I look out and I see these young people, the truth is I'm getting older. Your elders are getting older. We're going to need somebody to step up. We're going to need some young men. One of you young men and you young ladies, we need you to step up and be the kind of wives that will help and support and encourage their husbands as they lead the church. We're going to need that. And you know when that starts happening? It starts happening right now. It starts happening right now while you're here doing things like reading the Scriptures. And, you know, we had a young man baptized last night. And I mean, doing things to commit your life to God now while you're young going to pay great dividends. And there would be nothing that would please me any more than to know that all the days of my life, the people that I taught served God. And all the days of the elders here, the church here served God. And all the days of the people who knew these elders, which would be y'all, the church here in Amarillo served God and stayed faithful to God. You see, one man can have tremendous influence. One woman can have tremendous influence. Not just on themselves, or not just on the people immediately around them, but on people who will live in generations to come. And that's what I challenge you this morning. I challenge you and encourage you. Will you serve the Lord? Will you serve the Lord? Yes. Do your head nodders work? Yes, you serve the Lord. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. How about you? Yes, God will be a witness of this. You serve the Lord all the days you're alive and you influence everyone you can to serve the Lord. And someday you'll have the same testimony as Joshua. You'll have the same standing with God as Joshua that you influence people around you to serve God. And when you die, which you will someday, I know you're really young now, but someday you're going to die too. And when that happens, 
You can die and people will say, you know what? That person made a difference for God. They influenced people to do what was right. I'm a better person because I knew them. I serve God better because I knew them. I, I do what God wants me to do in a more complete way because I knew them. What a great testimony. Okay? That's the message this morning. We're going to close with a prayer, and you're going to have about a five-minute break before we do our singing. So humble yourselves as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being our God. Thank you for these great stories, the story of Joshua. What a man of faith. And Father, it's my prayer that not only would my family serve God, but all these people here would serve you. That these young people would grow up to be mighty in you. They would lead other people. They would cause other people to love you and to know you and to serve you. And the influence that they could have, Father, you know how tremendous it could be. And it's my prayer that they have that courage and that faith and that strength to do what they have promised and committed today to do. We praise you and we thank you for all of your blessings in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.